Yo, what's going on, my fishing people? How you doing? It's Evan, owner of Spinex Life Tackle, and we're back for another fishing podcast episode. River trout fishing is what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be getting in-depth in a few different subjects. I will uh, get into that here in a little bit, but we're going to be going over a few things that I want to talk about. The time span of when I'm going to be uploading the podcast, I'm going to do my best to try to get it uploaded every Friday for you guys so I can get on that schedule. Some things happen, everyone gets busy in life, but I will do my best to maintain that schedule. Just want to say thank you to all you fishy people out there that uh, like to go fishing with my fishing gear because it helps support me and continue to do what I do and always bring you the best quality products possible. Some very fishy designs and always working on some new things and stay tuned to that, of course. And we're going to get straight into it, guys. So river trout fishing. I got an opening day coming up May 22nd on a river. I like to fish a lot. It's local to me. So I'm going to be getting you guys prepared a little bit and some knowledge that I learned about today. I did a lot of researching. I used a lot of my knowledge from my experiences so far in trout fishing, and I did do some researching on the internet. So I'm going to cite my sources in the description of the podcast. So if you have any interest on doing some more reading of the fishing that I did, I fell down a rabbit hole because there's so much information out there. It is All of it is pretty good. You know, there's some stuff you always have to pick through, but... Overall, the rabbit hole is pretty serious, and I had to stop myself from reading that. But I'm going to let you guys go, and I'm going to tune back in with some more segments of fishing, and I'll see you guys in a second. Stay fishy. So there are many reasons, my fishy people, why I like to use swivels on my gear. Quick overview. It helps eliminate the line twist. I believe that it helps exhilarate the battle of the fish. You kind of feel it a little bit more. And three, it is going to give you a straight and direct connection and when the fish roll, some fish, especially coho, when you are fishing for them, they like do a death roll. Some of the fish, they might jump out of the water, do a couple spins, and that could send some twists up your main line and not be good for line management and many other things. So it's good and important to have a swivel on top of the spinner if that is something you like to use. Some people, they like to just tie their, their uh, main line directly on top of the eye of the spinner. That is very popular. It's how it's been done for a long time and it catches fish just just the same. So it's all about personal preference that you're gonna notice that in the fishing world that personal preference is very big. It's almost applicable in every sense. So take that with a grain of salt because I'm giving you my personal suggestions on how I like to fish for trout with a spinner. So you could custom tailor what I say to your own liking just about as anything else I say is do it your way and uh, enjoy it because if you do it your way you might have a little more fun and you might remember it totally could be up to you so we just kind of went over the spinner rod we're going to go over a quick overview again so six foot six is what i like to use it could be a seven foot i will only use an ultralight for when i use spinners because the sensitivity is uncomparable to anything else if you want to have a super sensitive rod when you are trout fishing this is the setup i recommend so you're going to have your 2000 to your 2500 series fishing reel. You're gonna have your six foot six to your desired length of ultralight fishing rod. Could be six foot six to seven foot. Could be anywhere in that range. It could be a seven foot six. I'm not sure what you guys would like to fish or if you're bank fishing or if you're lake fishing or if you're boat fishing. There's all different rods for different designs, but with river fishing, you're gonna want a small compact rod because there's gonna be a lot of brush around you. Tree tops are gonna be hanging low. so. You're not going to want a rod that you're going to cast over your head and your spinner is going to get wrapped up in a tree. That would be 
quite aggravating and it's happened to me many times and it happens to a lot of us and that's just a learning experience that you're going to take from it and uh, hopefully not do it again. So super sensitive ultralight trout fishing rod in my opinion. Personal preference again. We're going to be setting it up with a 6 foot 6 ultralight rod, a 2000 to a 2500 series reel. You're going to be using 10 pound braid. The reason why we're going to be using braid on this setup is for many reasons. The most important reason, I believe, is there's almost zero stretch in your braid. So that is very important in some people's opinions when you are trout fishing because unlike monofilament or fluorocarbon, there's quite a bit of stretch. It could stretch 10 foot 6, it could stretch 11 foot, it could stretch 10 2, you know what I'm saying? So. It could stretch a lot, it could not stretch that much. So imagine if you get hooked up on a big fish and you set the hook pretty hard, that line stretches and then it stretches back, stretches out and it stretches back in. That force of the line stretching back in, if the hook isn't deep enough or if you're using a barbless hook to a barbed hook, there's a lot of scenarios and variables in here in this example. But that stretch, it may be able to push that spinner out of the fish's mouth. It could create enough backwards force to where it could just pop it out and uh, that'd be quite aggravating it's happened to me uh, i'd say a handful of times i do a lot of fishing with barbed hooks because it's allowed where i fish if i can and i have some spinners made up i will use some barbless hooks i haven't had any bad experiences with barbless hooks so i'm going to try to keep it that way but i know i don't have much say in that so i'm just going to keep up the fishing and see how it goes testing different options as uh as i go of course so we just kind of broke down the spinner rod that braid is going to give you a lot more sensitivity and then off the braid once you have that 10 pound spool onto your fishing reel you're going to have the option to fish with the leader length and that desired leader length could be any anywhere from a foot or less or it could be a foot and more one foot to three foot it's all dependent on the river conditions if it's moving quicker if it's got some more turbidity to the water and that means it's more dirty it's more mucky it's, you can't see the river bottom if it's low clear water conditions that's when i really recommend using some lighter pound pure fluoro that's what i like to use for my leaders i like to use could be four to four to eight pound i really like to stay about the eight pound to be safe in case i get hooked up with a pretty big trout and i'm not in the right mindset to where i'm just really really reeling and i need you know, I'm just trying to horse the fish back in, trying to get more calm, cool, and collected to where I got every time I get hooked up with a fish, I'll loosen the drag. I'll kind of adjust it for each fish. So it's all depending on the size of fish and how big the fish is, how the fight is, and then I'll adjust the drag accordingly, trying to get a lot better with that, trying to experience and enjoy the battle of trout fishing when you get hooked up with the trout more. And I do, I do pretty well with trout. Steelhead, I definitely need to calm myself down and salmon i need to calm down a little bit and enjoy the experience of catching that fish a little bit more of course i enjoyed a lot but i just really was i'm referencing if you guys have been following for a while and you've seen the video when i catch a steelhead and when i catch a coho salmon i like to call it just horsing that fish in right to the bank and it was a good fight, but man, I could have really experienced and enjoyed it quite a bit more. So I'm taking that into the next big fish that I catch. Hopefully it's going to be a Chinook salmon. And uh, I'm going to have that video hopefully going on the recording. You know, my GoPros, so you, my fishy people can be there with me. I try to bring you guys along on every adventure that I can.
So enough of that stuff. We're going to be getting into the float rod setup for trout fishing on a river. So we just went over the spinner setup. We're going to be going over the float fishing setup. So it's very important to have two different setups rigged up at a time. In my opinion, when you're fishing on a river, it is very valuable any second on the river. So you're going to probably try to maximize as much fishing time as possible. That means having, let's say, uh, an example, you have some leaders already pre-tied up. You're not tying them on the river when you need them because that takes valuable time. You have a leader spool in your backpack and it's got some leaders on there, hooks and whatever you like to use. It could be beads or anything like that, worms that's already rigged up. So you could tie it straight on to the end of your bobber or your, your bobber, then your weight and you're fishing instead of retying all that stuff up. It's maximizing time on the river. So for the float rod setup, it's all about saving time and maximizing water you could cover. So that's why we have a spinner rod set up and we got a float rod set up because the spinner, it could comb water, but it makes a lot more noise and it's a little more aggressive and intrusive, which is good. You're going to get some really aggressive bites. But what I recommend is if you have a float rod and a spinner rod set up together in tandem when you are fishing, and you get to that slot where you think some fish are at, I recommend running that silent presentation. It's almost like a ninja is what I compare it to. That's the float setup. You could have a nice subtle jig on there or some soft plastic worm or a soft plastic bead or anything of that nature. It could be very silent moving down the water is what I'm saying. When you start working that and you're working that and you're not getting any bites off your float rod, that's when you're going to want to switch it up we're going to bring out that, that spinner rod and we're going to work the sections. And then if we don't get any with both of those setups, we're going to know we're going to want to move on or we're just going to be spending valuable time when we could be upstream or downstream or in a completely different spot fishing and try to maximize time catching fish. Because if the fish aren't biting in one spot, it's best to take a couple spot, a couple steps down the river and do some other casting in different directions. I do about 15 casts per se in one spot. I'll work up, middle, and down. When you cast upstream with a spinner, it's going to be coming back down towards you at a lot faster motion than if you cast it in front and it quarter down below you. So when you cast upstream, you're going to have that spinner be pushed down by the current a lot faster. So you're going to want to keep that line tight, not too much slack in your line. So that fl that blade is going to really flutter on its way down the water column to in front of you. So I normally do about four to five casts in front of me up the river current. I'll swing it down in front of me. And once I, you know, work that section of water with that particular design of spinner, could be that color. And uh, I'm going to make a couple casts in front of me and I'm going to quarter it down below me and I'm going to work that section. So I'm working the top section to in front of me and then I'm working from in front of me down to below me, or it could be out in front of me and then down to below me blow me all you gotta have to do is get that spinner in some current and then once it's really spinning you kind of just kind of hold your rod out to the side and that spinner blade is just gonna be spinning and doing its magic and once you start to feel that spinner get in line with you so right below you in a straight vertical angle it is going to be important to start reeling so your spinner doesn't get limp and just hit the bottom of the river and if you're using the treble hook that's going to be a good chance where you're going to snack up and it could be that time when you lose the spinner or whatever you are using so that's important in that sense but we just got done talking about the spinner fishing we need to get back into the float rod so back into the float rod we are this is the rod i like to use i like to use a seven foot to a seven foot six medium to a medium light rod 
paired with the 2500 series reel lined with 8 to 12 pound braid. It's always good to have some nice braid. Like I said, there's not going to be much stretch in there. It's important when you're setting the hook on a fish. Sometimes you're going to get a really good hook set regardless of line type. It's just my personal preference on the float rod. There are many different brands of fishing line that you could use. I'm talking about braid here. You may have all different applications in the fishing world, but the fishing line that I use and have the most experience with is PowerPro. They make a very good high quality braid and it fits most people's budgets. You could find them at different places to buy spools of line I'm talking about and it all varies in prices. So you could find some very good deals in some places, other places they're gonna be a little more expensive. PowerPro is definitely the line that I recommend using. If you got a little bit of extra money spent on fishing line, it's very important to have high quality fishing line. Side note, having the fit, important high quality fishing line and a nice high quality hook, the two things that connect you literally to the fish are something that in my opinion, you don't wanna go cheap on. So PowerPro makes a very high quality fishing line that has a interesting texture to it. I recommend checking it out. If you haven't already, that is the PowerPro Super Slick V2. They make many different colors. A nice bobber color could be uh, moonshine it's kind of like a palish yellow in a way and uh, I have aqua blue aqua blue has treated me well I've had it for about three seasons now I've cycled it and uh, I've got my last season of this fishing line and then I'm going to change it up for some new power pro so that's what I'm comfortable sharing I like to use power pro and that is something that many of you may already use so hopefully you guys have had some good results with it Finding a float, also called a bobber, is not going to be hard when you're setting up your float fishing setup. You could go to your lot. I recommend first going, of course, to your local mom and pop or just a local bait and tackle shop. Try to keep business as local as possible. But if you have to, you could go to some of the bigger stores and bigger box stores and you could find floats for maybe a little cheaper or you could find different qualities or different designs of floats that you're looking for. I like to support local all the time if I can. So finding a float, like I said, it's not going to be hard. You could go to your local shop and find some. You're going to be looking for some smaller floats. You're not going to be looking for a half ounce to a three quarters ounce to one ounce floats like for, for salmon and other species. You're going to be looking for maybe some really, some really small floats. I can't remember exactly the ounces that they're going to be. They could be some half ounces that are different, that are designed differently. I know a few different companies make some interesting half ounce floats. Um, like arrow float they make some really cool half ounce and lighter floats and they work good for salmon steelhead trout too so take a look at arrow floats they got some good floats that you could use and i'm sure a couple other brands make some good high quality fishing floats maybe they are custom designed for trout fishing so maybe try to get some trout fishing bobbers whether they have the name on them or not they could be catching fish some some trout fishing bobbers are specifically designed for trout fishing in that sense is what I'm talking about. Some other bobbers are just floats, you know, and they all work the same. They just could be named differently or have a different property into them. They could be made with a different material. So some are designed specifically for that species of fish is what I'm getting at. So like I said, always look at your local mom and pop tackle shops or just a local tackle shop that you can shop locally at should also find some leader material when you're at that tackle shop. And like I said, depending on the river conditions, it's always good to have a few different poundages of line. 
in your box. So it could be two pound, four pound, six pound, eight pound. That's a really good um, pound ratio to have. So if you have all those in your in your fishing box, you're gonna have a lot of options to uh, choose from. So if the water's lower and more clear, I recommend two to four pound and uh, heavier moving water, turbid looking water, muddy water is another name for it. You're gonna to wanna to use a little heavier pound so the fish won't have, fish aren't gonna have a hard time seeing it. And um, the fish will have a hard time seeing it, excuse me. And then you're also gonna have the benefit of having a little bit heavier poundage of line and it's gonna give you the ability to catch a little bit bigger fish since the water conditions are moving a lot more aggressive. So there's gonna be more poundage pushing downwards on the fish if the fish is hooked up down below you, below your below the piece of water you are fishing. And uh, if it's in the current, it's gonna be uh, pulling on the line a little bit more than normal. So having a little heavier poundage test is gonna always work in your favor as long as the river conditions are allowing. So you're gonna need some methods to catch these fish on a float setup. You could, there's many different options you could use. You could use a jig, you could use soft plastics, which could be a soft plastic worm for trout fishing. It could be some soft plastic eggs for trout fishing. If it's allowed and in season, you could use some sort of bait. Night crawlers are always a go-to for trout fishing. Trout just can't get enough of those worms. So it's all about being aware of, like I said, the regulations and uh, what you could use and what's at your disposal. So very important to learn those. I uh, tie up quite a few trout jigs. A few fishy people are interested. A few examples are the 1 8 ounce firecracker, the 1 8 ounce bubblegum lockjaw, and the 1 8 ounce nightmare jigs. And these are all designed for trout, specifically designed for trout. They are, like I said, a 1 8 ounce. They are tied on a size one must add ultra point hook. A very quality hook. It's got some thick wire to it, a very sharp point, and I've had good results with these jigs, and they work quite well. So if you fishy people are interested, go over to the website, look up those names, bubblegum lockjaw, nightmare trout jig, and then you're also going to be looking at the firecracker jig. Those are just a few examples, and you can find all those jigs on the category of trout jigs on my website if you guys are interested in looking at those. I hope you fishy people enjoyed this crash course in trout fishing. My local season opens up May 22nd. I am very excited to get out there and do some fishing. I have a whole bunch of new designs, spinners, jigs, all kinds of things, even some new spoons. The paint jobs are going to be crazy and extravagant, and hopefully the fish are going to be liking them. May 22nd, like I said, it opens up. I'm going to be on the river as much as I can, testing those designs, catching some fish, I hope, and getting some content for you fishy people. The GoPro will be on, I will be recording, and I will do my best to take you guys with me on every adventure that my boots hit the riverbank, because any time on the river is definitely something that I cherish and am very grateful for. I ask that you guys share the podcast if you found any value in this. It would I would appreciate it, and it would uh, mean a lot. Stay fishy, travel safe, and catch some fish for me, because it's been a little while. I appreciate it, guys. I'll talk to you later. Peace!